Welcome to the City Alliance Church Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our messages. Our prayer is that you would listen, learn, and be inspired to love God, love others, and serve the world. Subscribe and share these messages to bless others. Here's this week's message. All right, so our word this morning is from Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and why do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. It's the Word of God. Let's, let's pray this morning. God, we just pray this morning for your Spirit to be heavy on us. We thank you so much for those who are being baptized today. That Lord, we remember our baptism and, and who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Tim. Let me get this out of your way. (laughs) Please be seated, guys. Please be seated. Have a seat. Uh, Hey, guys, if you're new, this is your first time here. Uh, My name is Nathan. I have the privilege of serving as the uh, lead pastor here at City Alliance Church. And listen, this is an exciting Sunday that you get to be a part of. This is our Baptism Sunday. Can we hear it for our baptism candidates today? Oh, man, I am super, super stoked. Uh, I want to welcome those who are watching on Facebook and YouTube right now as we're kind of kicking off this uh, Baptism Sunday. You know, often when people ask me, you know, Nathan, how would you describe baptism? I really tell them it's this. It is the outward profession of an inward reality. Because a lot of times, because of things of the Spirit, you can't always see what's happening on the inside. Baptism is one of these symbols, these rituals, where we actually show on the outside what is happening on the inside with the folks that are going through the waters of baptism today. You know, a a great picture when I try to get and try to explain what baptism is, is I tell people it's kind of like a wedding ring, you know. Uh, I got one of these when I I got married. And listen, even if you're not married, you're still going to get this. But uh, my wife and I, we got married back in 2009. And when we knew that, you know, we loved each other and we were caring for one another, we wanted to commemorate our love. And so we took our next step, which was our best step, which was we went, we got married, and we said that we were going to love and cherish one another before family and friends. We, We were making that commitment public. And then we gave each other these rings as symbols of that love before God and others. Now, here's the thing. If I ever lose this wedding ring, does that mean that my love for my wife is doomed? I hope not, right? (laughs) I hope not, right? If I take this off to cut up some chicken, does that mean that I'm taking my marriage off or my vows off? No, not at all. What what really this ring is, is a reminder of the vows that we made about the love that we have and how we care for one another. And, And so that's why we wear it. And so in many ways, when we talk about baptism, it's a symbol that reminds us of what God has already done in us. You know, the cross in our culture is a symbol, right? People wear it as a necklace. They get tattoos of it. And the cross is a symbol of Jesus' love and commitment to us. It was, uh, it was basically he died so that we could have life. And so baptism is a symbol of our commitment to Jesus. You know, in many ways we're saying, you know, we're going to, to die to ourselves so that we can be spiritually alive to him. And like anything we do here at City Line Church, and we talk with our folks that are getting baptized, we have to ask, 
Why do we do this? Uh, is this something, it's a ritual or a tradition? Like, what's the why behind this? And everything we do, we, we want to make sure that we do, and it's grounded in Scripture. So I want to take a moment to look at that Scripture that Tim just read for us. It's in Matthew chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 13 to 17. Because really, when we ask the question, why, do we, why should we get baptized? Uh, we also have to look, well, why did Jesus get baptized? What was the purpose for his baptism? And really, to kind of maybe simplify it, really what that, his baptism meant was he was humbly identifying with humanity. He was humbly identifying with us and showing his commitment to us. In fact, let's go ahead and read Matthew three thirteen to 17 together. It says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. By the way, John and Jesus are cousins. Let's give you a little bit of background there. But John tried to deter him, saying, I, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to, let's all say what's in yellow together, ready? Fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. See, the folks today that are about to get baptized, uh, they're actually following in the steps of Jesus that he took 2,000 years ago. And at Cityland Church, we do baptism by immersion because really we see that's what Jesus did, and we're following in his footsteps. And, and really, what we're going to talk about today is how you guys that are ba getting baptized, this, this message is for you, you guys can all overhear it, those of you online as well, but really I want to encourage you that your next step today is your best step. This is the next best step on your journey with Jesus. And again, it's because you're following in his example that he did 2,000 years ago. And in many ways, this was a step of humility. This was a step where Jesus is actually coming down to us. In fact, if you look at the journey that Jesus took from Galilee to the Jordan, and you actually you know, looked on a topographical map, it's actually Jesus walking 60 miles down beneath sea level. So literally, Jesus' walk from Galilee to the Jordan was him coming down, humbling himself. And really, that's a picture of what God has done for us. He comes from heaven to earth. He, he, he's this infinite being who comes in mortal body so that he could actually die for our sins. Give us access to the Father. Give us forgiveness. Give us redemption. And so what you're doing is you're taking a step of humility. But also, you need to know this, it is also a step into opposition. You know, when Jesus was getting baptized, he was actually opposed. And it wasn't by the people you would think. It wasn't by the devil. It wasn't by the Pharisees. It wasn't by his critics. It came from family. It came from his cousin John. Look what it says here. It says, John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? You see, I think John meant well. John understood that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was actually here to take on the sins of humanity so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could experience forgiveness and freedom from shame and guilt. And John got all that, and so he's like, no, Jesus, you should be, you should be baptizing me. But here's the thing, is Jesus, through his baptism, was showing that he was identifying with our broken humanity, that he was actually identifying with us and so when he understood that, Jesus responds to John in this way. He says this, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this 
to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. See, Jesus, through his death and resurrection, was going to fully fulfill righteousness. You see, as, as sinners, there is gaps. And these gaps can only be filled by the righteousness of Christ. Only through his death and resurrection can we experience the fullness of life, that we can experience access to eternity through what he did for us on the cross. And, and, and so when, when, when we see that what Jesus did there was actually fully fulfilling our requirements to be made holy and just before God, our response is, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus through the waters of baptism. I'm going to take my next step to honor Christ. It's really my best step. And just as Jesus experienced opposition, you may experience some opposition in your baptism. In fact, over the years, I've talked to so many different people about, you know, this the opposition they get. And it's not from, you know, godless pagans. It's not from atheists. It's from family. It's from friends. Maybe some family members that are like, wait a minute, like, you were baptized as, as a baby. I, I don't understand why you'd want to do this now. And all of a sudden, it's causing all sorts of confusion and, and pain. When really what's happening is you're actually honoring the spiritual heritage that your parents handed down to you. You may, I've talked with people who've said, Nathan, uh, people are telling me that this Jesus thing is just a phase. That, you know, it, it's just going to be something I'm doing now and then I'm just going to move on and do something else. But maybe you guys, you're kind of thinking about this. Maybe you've got some nagging doubts. I've talked with people who've said to me, Nathan, what if I don't follow through? What if I mess up? What if I don't live like the best kind of life? And what if I fall short? And here's the good news. Here's the good news of what baptism is not. Baptism does not mean you will be perfect. Baptism doesn't mean you're going to have it all together. Baptism doesn't mean that you're going to execute every single thing perfectly. What baptism means is that you've been forgiven by the power and blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen, church? See, what baptism means is the power of your past does not have power in your present. What baptism means is what happened in the past stays in the past and has no direction or have power over your future. Baptism is a reality that the break is not about what you do or do not do. It is about what Jesus has already done for you. Oh, I feel like preaching today. I'm getting excited, man. Because here's the thing. What baptism means is a step in pleasing God. It's an opportunity to please God because you're literally following in the footsteps of Christ that he took 2,000 years ago. Look what happened when Jesus took this step. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And this is my favorite part of this verse. It says this, a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I'm well pleased. Guys, in our culture of guilt and shame, we need to know that when God looks at us, when he looks at you guys as you're taking the step of baptism, he sees you the way he sees his son, which is this, that's my boy. He's going in the waters. He, he's honoring me. And, and that makes me excited. You see, it excites God. It brings him joy when he sees us being obedient, when he sees us responding to the grace that he has already given us by his death and his resurrection. And so just as God says, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased, when you guys walk through the waters of baptism, you need to know that you're taking a step of obedience and God is pleased with you. He's excited that you're taking this step. Just as a good reminder for us that it's not, again, what we do, it's about what he's done for us. And we can rejoice and celebrate in that. That's why this is your next step and it's your best step. You know, um... I was actually baptized um, Super Bowl Sunday of 1982. In fact, my mom's here. 
right? Super Bowl Sunday, 1982, you confirm? Okay, she wouldn't lie. She's a very holy person. So I got baptized, you know, and I grew up Methodist, so, you know, I was sprinkled with water, and, you know, and then I went through confirmation, and that was kind of just how, how we did things. And, you know, I think over time, as I was kind of understanding what the scripture was teaching, I was starting to kind of realize that, you know, I think there is a step where I need to kind of go through water, the waters of immersion, like immersion baptism. But uh, for a long time, I kind of delayed it. I was like, I don't know if I should do this now. And part of it was, uh, I didn't want to dishonor the commitment that my mom and dad made when they had me baptized as a baby. Like, I was like, I don't know, like, how would they feel about that? Would, would they feel betrayed by it? Would, they, would it cause confusion and, and all sorts of things? And so I just kind of put it off, put it off, put it off. And then uh, back in October of 2003, I went to uh, Montana for a, tr a training for a six-month-long mission trip. So I spent three months in Montana. Here it is. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty beautiful out there. And while I was there, you know, it was just a normal week. I, I just kind of got up and was going to get ready to do my training. And I felt the Lord say to me, it's time. I go, it's time for what? It's time to get baptized. It's time to go through the waters. It's time to fully identify with my death and resurrection, to publicly affirm uh, that, that you love me and that you're going to give your life for me. And and while, you know, this wasn't what saved me, baptism doesn't save us, it's what Jesus has done for us, this is the step of obedience that we take. And so, at that moment, I said, all right, God, I'm going to do it. And so, on a cold October day, I went and obeyed, and I got baptized in Lakeside, Montana. Now, I really wish I was obedient in the summertime, because <laughs> that water is cold. This water, man, it is warm. You guys are going to have a good old time in there. It's nice and warm. But, you know, I had this realization, and that realization was me getting baptized by immersion wasn't dishonoring my parents, but it's actually honoring them. You know, uh, when my mom and dad, they had me baptized in our Methodist church, there was faith there that, man, my prayer is that this kid will one day love Jesus, uh, love others, and, and serve the world. And so here I am, you know, going through the waters of baptism, publicly declaring I want to serve Jesus with all my heart my soul, my mind, and my strength, and I could actually honor the spiritual heritage that my parents, as seeds, had passed to me. So that moment, I made the choice to go through the waters of baptism. That was my next step, and that was my best step. That was the step that God was leading me into. And you know, there's, there's nothing magical about it, but I really do think there is something in the water. You know, a couple years ago, I came across this song by singer-songwriter Carrie Underwood. Maybe you guys know her. She was on American Idol. I think she married a hockey player. That's all I know about Carrie Underwood. Um, but she wrote a song called Something in the Water, and it was actually a song about baptism. And she's like actually playing this at American Idol and in front of TV. And I was like, this is fascinating. Let me read you some of the, the, the lyrics here, because I think the imagery is powerful. It's this. I was all out of hope and all out of fight. Couldn't fight back my tears. So I fell on my knees, saying, God, if you're there, come and rescue me. Felt all pouring down from above, got washed in the water, washed in the blood. And now I'm changed, and now I'm stronger. There must be something in the water. There must be something in the water. See, to me, this song is just this powerful picture of surrender. It's like I can't do it on my own. I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. So God, I'm just going to surrender to you. I give up trying to do it on my own. 
And going through the waters of baptism, there's nothing magical about it. There's no, nothing nebulous about it. But it's basically saying, as I'm going to go through these waters, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to surrender myself to you. Because there's not something in the water, but there's someone in our hearts. Amen? And he's the one that transforms us. So as the band's going to come back up here. They're going to uh, get us ready for worship. But I want to think, talk, uh, talk to, to you guys that are getting baptized that you're taking a step just to say, I have decided. That's why we have these shirts. I have decided to follow Jesus. Maybe you guys know the song, No Turning Back, No Turning Back. But if you talk to anyone in this room or who is watching on, they'll say, there's times where I've stumbled. There's times where I've failed. There's times where maybe I took a step back before I took a step forward. And one of the things that baptism reminds us, when you look back on this day, that yeah, I decided to follow Jesus, but Jesus decided to hang with me even when I don't always hang with him. Just remember that. And something that is kind of on my heart today too, I'm going to do something a little risky, is I know that for some of you here, maybe you've been wrestling with God and whether or not you should get baptized or not. Maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe it's something I should do, or, or maybe you've been putting it off like I'd put it off, or, or maybe like you, it's like, well, you know, my parents had me baptized as a baby, like, would this dishonor them? Would this cause confusion or hurt? But here's the sense I get. I get the sense that some of you, the Holy Spirit's saying it's time. It's time to come into the water. And guess what? We've got space for you. If you're here today, I believe that some of you here woke, you were just like me on October. You woke up and you're like, I'm not planning on getting baptized, but Sunday God had planned for you to get baptized today, and he's letting you know that right now. And so if you are interested to get baptized, we actually have extra shirts, shorts, t-shirts. Um, we even got like hair dryers, ladies, so that, you know, you'll, you can dry out your hair after you're done. But if you're ready to take that step today, I don't want you to leave without taking that step which is your best step. So if you want to get baptized, if you look in the back there, we've got Jamie and Chrissy Sanders. Why don't you give a wave over there? Uh, you could go and meet with them anytime. You could go ahead and run over to them now or at the end of the service, wherever it is, but head over to, the, to them, and we'd love to talk with you about your next step. And we've got plenty of stuff. We even got flip-flops and towels. So you guys are all set. If you're ready to get baptized in our second service, uh, we're ready to receive you. And so before we do that, guys, let me pray for our candidates that are getting baptized, and let me pray for all y'all here, and those of you that are, that, you know, maybe you're wrestling right now with whether or not you should take that step, and I want to encourage you. I think that's the step that God's leading you to take today. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? And Father, uh, there's something in the water. There's something in the water. There's something about taking this step that just, that I don't know. I don't even know how to put it into words. But God, it's just a better sense of your presence and your power in our lives. And so, Father, I pray for the candidates in this service, God. Would you protect them, God, as they step into opposition? The enemy right now is furious that they're making this commitment. So, Father, I pray that you protect them. But I also pray, God, that this day would be a spiritual milestone. Uh, the Old Testament uses the word Ebenezer. That when they struggle with doubt, when they struggle with uh, whatever the things that come at them from this world are, they would remember this day. They were responding to what the Spirit of God was doing in their life. And they said, I've decided. And Lord, this is a decision we make every single day. But today, before the family of God, we're deciding to follow Jesus. And God, I pray right now for maybe those who are wrestling with whether or not they should take the step to be baptized. 
God, I pray, Lord, that you break off any attacks of the enemy right now. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to their doubts. In fact, I pray for those who are watching online right now. If God is saying to them to get in their car and drive to City Alliance so that they can baptize, Lord, I pray that they would get up and go. Lord, I think of the Ethiopian eunuch who, who said, there's a little bit of water here. Should I not be baptized? The scriptures say, repent and be baptized. God, I pray, Lord, that today would be a day where we would go official, where we would publicly declare what you have done internally in us. And so, Father, as we take those steps to honor you, Lord, we, we know that this is a time where we bring us from death to life. And we are grateful for what you've done for us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand and worship with me? Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that today's message encouraged and inspired you. If you live in the Williamsport region of PA, we'd love to engage you in person. You can find more information on service times, city groups, and our incredible kids and youth ministry at citylions.org. That's citylions.org.